Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Podcast. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. Another episode of the Waffle Press Hangouts. I'm your host. You heard me here first. And also here with me is Gina Versa. Hey, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you, Gene. New new place, new podcast, yeah. new year. Yeah. It is the third month of the year oh, when this will be released. Uh, the the last... Oh, no. Even even for patrons, the day early, it's it's still... It's still March. It's still March. I'm sorry. Um, Mar- March is cool, though. Yeah, I like March. Yeah. I hope everyone had a Daylight good val- savings. Valentine's Day. That was cool, right? Yeah, I don't know. Single. Uh, oh, same. <laughs> I, w- I went to a random bar to, to listen to DJ Johnny Jewel. For everyone that listen that, that follows me on Twitter and Instagram, y'all know what's up. DJ Johnny Jewel from Chromatics and Italians do it better. It's cool because Italians apparently do do it better because that music slaps. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I don't. I love the Chromatics, but yeah, yeah. yeah um, ch- check out Chromatics, uh, fucking baller ass music group. Yeah. Uh, again, your host Jake Crespo with Universa. And this March, we're talking about the greatest movies of February. Gene, what did you see in February that I s- absolutely slapped? Yeah, I saw many a movie. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, I thought was fairly good. Yeah. Oh, I guess, I mean, off the top of the show really quick, uh, we're still very pro Birds of Prey. I recommend yeah, that, yeah. right? Birds of yeah. Prey, yeah, of course. Birds of Prey. Um, I believe it was in, it was uh, finally screened uh, in you know theaters. Um, the Color Out of Space, I thought was fairly good. I need to rent that because I've been rooting for Richard Stanley for a while. Yeah. Um, I saw what was what were their for his first two films. I think it was Dust Devil mm-hmm. and oh, I forget the first one, but it's the with the robot I really liked. Yeah, um, I'm a big Richard Stanley fan. Yeah, after those great. first two, and uh, he was lined up to direct The Island of Dr. Moreau, which is a story I really like, mm-hmm. uh, which is also made for a terrible film adaptation in the 90s. But that one, that one I, I feel like I'm not blaming on a single person. That one is just like a storm of bad ideas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, sorry, uh, everyone. <laughs> Color Out of Space was pretty wild, man. Yeah, you know, I was, I was joking again. We should have had some... Uh... Took a puff before seeing yeah. that. Oh, we, we could say marijuana. Yeah, you can, yeah. smoke marijuana. Maybe take yeah. a puff or two of that. Take a puff, take a joint. It's a good yeah. movie. Um, I don't know if you'll have a good trip or bad trip, but maybe a bad trip. Yeah, for, for those that <laughs> know the Lovecraft story, maybe uh, just know ahead of time you're probably not going to end off feeling the best about no. it. But you'll feel great about having experienced it because it's so wild. Again, I have not seen the film. Yeah. I should rectify that statement. Uh, not seen the film, but I know the story, and I'm pro Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and, Nicolas Cage uh, Renaissance. Nicola, Nicolas Cage Renaissance. Yeah. yeah, and thank Elijah Wood for uh, financing these random. Yeah, Spectre Vision with fa- financing these random ass, um, weird genre films. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. He's using his Lord of the Rings money basically to be cool. like fund people who are yeah, like I a would, vision and a passion I, I would never expect he's into like such a uh, weird horror movies yeah i mean in a, in a way he's kind of carrying on the legacy of like people like peter jackson yeah. who started off with like somebody's... with fucking meet the feebles brain, yeah like brain dead or <laughs> brain i finally dead. saw uh was the zombie one yeah brain, brain dead. dead yeah i finally brain saw brain dead yeah. the other month <laughs> brain dead is fucking brain dead brain oh. dead brain dead is fucking great yeah, uh, have you ever seen the meet the feebles i haven't seen it yet. okay meet the feebles is if you're into trauma stuff you'll like it if you're not if you watch like a trauma trailer and you're like that's probably not for me <laughs> i i could not in good conscience recommend meet yeah. the feebles but on the off chance that you are, uh, Meet the Feebles is a movie clearly made by a crazy person, and <laughs> I recommend it for that alone. Um, not made by a crazy person, 
was The Invisible Man, which is kind of the forefront of this discussion in the first half of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the rest of this podcast, Gene and I will be discussing with Alejandro Echique, to, um, with like The Boy and other recent events, such as the Parasite Oscar sweep and uh, many other good things. But the first half of this, again, will be spoilers for The Invisible Man. So if you haven't seen The Invisible Man by Lee Wanell and... Uh, Maybe tune out because uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit about it. But really quick, mm-hmm. spoiler-free synopsis. We'll we'll mention when we go sure. spoiler heavy. Uh, the Invisible Man, the in some ways rebirth of the Dark Universe films, but only because yeah. they're the Universal monsters. But someone was wise enough to say, okay, action movies don't work. Let's just <laughs> give these properties to directors with a vision. Yeah, let's make it a um, horror and make it a straight horror film, and let's go cheap. Will our profits will be high, and boy did they because I think the Invisible Man cost like seven million dollars yeah. or something. I think on most that cost ten million dollars. Right. And uh, let me just proudly say, as someone who's been rooting for Lee Wan L, the co-writer and co-creator of Saw, yeah. uh, director of Insidious Chapter Three, which is not a great film, if I'm being honest. Right, right. Um, but the, he acted too in some things. He also acted in the original Saw. Um, yeah. He's the dude who does who does not cut off his leg, I believe, <laughs> in the original Saw. Okay. Uh, the original Saw still holds up, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then he his follow up directorial de- uh, debut, which is really kind of his full directorial right. debut, was Upgrade. I love Upgrade. It's uh, the better Venom movie. Upgrade is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, it was shot for like three million dollars, and you're just like, really. That's crazy. That's insane. No, that's actually insane. That's a great looking film for the budget. Yeah. Um, and the Invisible Man also like really you only shot that for ten million. What the fuck, uh, Gene? I hope my voice and cadence didn't give it away. But no. what did you think about? Yeah, Invisible I, Man? I, I thought it was really superb. Um, you know, I when I heard the news that uh, it was going to be by Bumhouse and everything, I got really excited because man, the Dark Universe had a fucking stinker. You didn't like The Mummy? No. Starring Tom Cruise? I, I could never finish The Mummy. Like, I've started and stopped it's The Mummy. So so it's just so boring. It's fucking boring. And it's, not to get into the whole thing, but, like, it's very obvious that people were like, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise fault. And, you know, like, you see the other stuff he produces, and it's, like, these all-timer action films. And it's like, well, no, it's very clear that it was not his fault. So try that again, yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. R.I.P. Uh, Dark Universe 2017. Yeah. To 2017. Jake, Jake, Jake Johnson Innocent. Uh, he would so. go on to star as Chubby Dad Bod Spider-Man and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, good for so. him. Uh, he's like the dead friend like that keeps doing the American <laughs> werewolf thing and no, appearing. Yeah, totally. That's exactly they what it was. fucking ripped it off. Yeah. And it wasn't even like fun. It was just like, oh yeah, that happened in other movies and we could do that too. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, but anyways, but, yeah. Man. So I saw an early screening last Sunday. Uh, thank, thank, uh, thanks to Beyond Vest, was a great. Uh, Lee Wanell did a Q and A with them, and uh, yeah, you know, it's so superb of a movie. It's um, you know, it's such a good thriller. Um, it's a good update, I think, too, of the original novel text because um, you know, I was looking doing my research, and it kind of you know kind of follows uh, some of the plot structure where. You know, in the original book, the original man's kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah. The Invisible Man, he's a fucking creep. And in this movie, it's, uh, you know, because it's like he wants, in the book, he wants to start like a reign of terror and terrorize people and stuff. And yeah, you know, in this in the movie, you know, he's uh, terrorizing like a woman. It's uh, It has a, such a great uh, perspective, too, on uh, abuse survivors. And it offers them a voice. And I think, uh, you know, it did a really good uh, job of addressing a lot of... Uh, you know, of that perspective, and, you know, it was such a uh, interesting angle, because it's not done for, like, shock or anything, it's done, you know, for, you know, em- empathetic view, 
I would say, and yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's so smartly written, and it's, you know, it's also just a creepy movie, too, like, just, you know, uh, and too, like, uh, the way they portray the Invisible Man, because it's not just, uh, you know, that he's invisible, it's also because he's this uh, rich white male that has, like, so much uh, power over everyone, you know, towards the end, there's, like, a line that kind of uh, says, like, the thesis of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I really loved this movie, mm-hmm. and I loved Upgrade a lot. Uh, I do not. I I don't want to go on like a statement and say like which one I prefer. Yeah. Whatever. I think it was time, the better Venom movie, right? Uh, upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. 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 Uh, a, a Venom, I get a kick out of like momentarily. Yeah. I, I I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is like a, a cult classic in the making, like yeah. on accident. I'm like, I don't really see. That. I I get a kick out of some stuff. In some that movie, stuff that's not, kind of bored in Venom. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not. It just doesn't work. Like it's yeah. very clearly like it's got too much of like the the modern producer sink on yeah. it. Yeah. RVR it. Uh, yeah, Rod, yeah. yeah. Um, not that everyone at Marvel's innocent or either or anything, but like you know, there's, that movie doesn't really work as a whole. Upgrade yeah. completely works just like as a film, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah, you know, it's probably like a problem or two you could pick out of that movie, sure. and I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Uh, Invisible Man, I also agree. Like, there's probably like a problem or two you could probably yeah really go into. But like, I saw this like at midnight last night. Uh, so I'm like running on very little sleep right now. Oh, and like uh, when I got home, I was like, yeah, it reminds me a lot of us in the sense that like I, I went home and I was like, yeah, that wasn't really scary. It was also, great, yeah. but it wasn't that scary. Also with Elizabeth Moss. Also with Elizabeth Moss, yeah. And then like I, would, I was home for like five minutes and I was kind of like looking over like, my shoulder that? a little bit. I was like, is oh, that a, Is that a coat? Yeah, I was rack. like, what, what is that noise? What's that? Oh, shit. Just your cat. Let me just leave the lights on for a second. I'm just going to brush my teeth with all the lights on in the house. And then it was just Wednesday. No, my cat Wednesday was looking up at the roof. She doesn't do that. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, shit. Like, um, did she do like, no, no, it was just a bird. It was just a bird. She did the eek eek sound. Oh, my. Uh, the chattering. Yeah, hang on. Let me, let me see if I can do it. Wednesday goes like. I, I can't do it. I can't do the, the, the little cat noise. Yeah. But like, uh, that was really funny. And um, also horrifying. And uh, the the Invisible Man does a really good job of like sustaining like tension. Yeah, I found and there's like a moment where like or th- there are several moments where I was like oh shit, <laughs> like I I didn't say it out loud but I felt like in my core like shocked you know, yeah, yeah like shocked and uh, yeah, it's fucking violent <laughs> it uh, oh yeah it's actually very fucking violent uh, so if you're if you're not too good with that and you're looking for like a feel good like survivalist horror film maybe mm-hmm. don't watch this until you're like in the right headspace because it, it is pretty fucking dark and yeah. pretty fucked up uh it, it is ultimately a film about like gaslighting i think elizabeth moss i'm a i'm a fan of the kermode mayo podcast mm-hmm. and uh mark kermode and simon mayo uh excellent film critics and journalists yeah uh, I'd, I'd recommend them but like uh, uh i think mark mayo so, so someone was interviewing her for that podcast and i uh, and they were mentioning how like you know, ultimately, like, you strip away all the horror elements, not that you should have to, but, like, mm-hmm. if you do that, it's it's a, it's a compelling drama about, like, gaslighting and, like, yeah. like um, taking away, like, a woman's, yeah. like, believability in her voice. Mm-hmm. And I think the film does a really good job of, like, nailing that. Yeah. And it shows, like, yeah, you don't have to elevate horror. You just have to, like, accentuate, like, the drama that's there to make it horror. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. uh, Invisible Man does a really good job of that, and uh, it'll it'll fucking stick with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm really glad that it is that, mm-hmm. that the Dark Universe is dead because, yeah. like, this film, like, uh, it's better. At the back of my mind, part of me, and this sucks, but like, I have to admit, this part of me is like, well, how do you even like expand this? In well, some yeah, way? well, you, and you should not have right. to. Well, I was gonna say at the Q and A when someone asked Leonel 
because I was with a friend of the show, Andrew Salazar. He might have tweeted about this. But mm-hmm. Someone asked him at the Q&A, like, oh, is it part of the Dark Universe? And he was like, no. <laughs> well, he said, he didn't say no. He was just like, well, you know, like the producers, no one asked, told me about it. No one said anything. I was like, he said he like he was expecting someone to be like, well, can you have a cameo from Dr. Jekyll? <laughs> and no one, no one was just, there was none of that. So that's so as far as great. like we know, it's. Yeah, it's just it's its own this thing. This is it. Yeah, it's its own thing. That's so fucking great. I think yeah. Elizabeth Banks is doing a film called The Invisible Woman, and I think they're they're approaching the universe stuff right because they were like, "What do you want to do?" And she was like, "Well, I'd like I like that story." Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, like maybe we watch the movie and like we totally get a different response. But like as far as I know, she is also in the same position where it's like, "What did you want to do? I want to do this." Okay. There you go. How does it connect? Doesn't matter. It's a yeah. movie. It's it's, it's just know, telling not, a story for not a everything needs to be in a cinematic universe. Yep, and I th- just what a fucking what a great way for this to turn out. You know, like what, yeah, uh, clearly a director with like a vision and a purpose, and mm. also like yeah, he tried the shared universe Marvel stuff and it didn't work out. It's like landed flat yeah. on their face. Also, I th- I've seen a lot of takes of this lately, and I just want to re- um, support it mm. that if you're going to do a shared universe like Ultimate Monster Mash uni- Mar- Monster Universal Universe. Instead of followed up the mummy, nineteen ninety nine, with <laughs> yeah. Brennan Fraser and uh, Rachel Weisz yeah, as Rick O'Connell. That and, was a great, yeah, except the third one. But. Third. Uh, no, both both sequels I'm not a fan of. Let yeah. me just say that the mummy, the original. Here's one. what you do. Here, here's my pitch. Before we wrap up oh, on yeah. this Invisible Man stuff, here's my pitch. The first film, straight up the mummy, perfect, four out of five star. You're in, you're out. Action adventure film with great characters, a lot of swashbuckling adventure nonsense, uh, total fun, blast of a film. Second film, you do Van Helsing, the, the Van Helsing film that Steven Summers yeah. did. Same movie, you also put in the O'Connells. Yeah. Right? So you have a different setting per movie. In the third film, you do The Island of Dr. Moreau and The Lost World. Yeah. From Sir Arthur Cannon Doyle. Right. Yeah. And that's that's your trilogy right there. Yeah. And right. that's your big monster mash. No, that'd be cool. I thought you were gonna say the Monster Squad for some reason. Uh, no, I'm at, this might be. I'm not a big Monster Squad <sighs> fan. I, I don't hate the Monster Squad. I'm a, I'm know. a I'm a Fred Decker and Shane yeah. Black fan. I just I, I just don't care for it. I love the Monster Squad. Yeah, but uh, I guess that's it for the yeah. man. Um, how I mean, you have a like. A rating you want to give for it? I mean, we don't really do ratings here, but like, if you have to, like, say, like, like a, if you, yeah, you're on the Blu-ray. What, what's your quote? Like a four and a half, four and a half out of five. Yeah. I don't know if we were doing thumbs. That's pretty good. I don't care. Thumbs. I, I give it two thumbs up. Two, two Diego thumbs. Two Diego <laughs> thumbs up. Two Diegos. Two Diego. I give it two Diegos out of two. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I used to do the the out of sevens. Yeah. Se- uh, sevens. I, I, I'd give it for like a horror film. It's like a seven out of seven. You, sure. you, 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 you ain't gonna get much better than that. Yeah. Like, you're not getting a better modern Invisible Man. Uh, I've also seen Paul Verhoeven Tala Man, oh, which is not was, good. No, yeah. um, kind of fucking creepy too. It's too sympathetic to the yeah, to the like creep. That guy's a fucking yeah. creeper. Uh, this is like oh, a good man. version of that film. Yeah, there so, you go. That's that's how you want to do it. They um, kind of ripped off the Invisible Man without paying for the rights to. I mean, hey, I respect that, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, that's exactly what happened. All right. Um, yeah, so let's wrap up here. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about a little bit more like Parasite, uh, Bong Joon Ho, and probably something else that I forgot to mention. But uh, yeah, that's the first half of this episode. So here is now a word from our sponsor. Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press podcast. We we just came back from a thrilling first half discussing the Invisible Man. Gene, wasn't that great? It was great. Discussing the first half of this episode, the Invisible Man. Yes. And the Boy Two. You saw the Boy Two, right? I didn't see the boy too. Yeah, no, we're recording this after. I don't, I don't know who's seen the boy too, to be honest. Me. 
<laughs> me and a friend of the show, Andy Gomer. Um, and that's like it because the movie is a huge bomb. And like as a fan of the first boy, which I just saw this week, well, you'll listen to the first half of this episode. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. Uh, again, I'm your host, Diego Crespo. And again with me is Gene Versa. Gene, who else is here with us? We have uh, my uh, friend and uh, roommate, Alejandro. Hello, How are you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Yeah, good, 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 good. good. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Alejandro? Uh, I, my longest, bestest friend in the entire history of the world is named Alejandro. So oh, nice. I have a soft spot for you uh, in this in this group already. But like, why don't you let our, our listeners know what, what what's going on in your life? Who what, what you got going on? Who who oh. is you? Do you have Twitter? Do you have Instagram? <laughs> like, who, who are uh, you? Yeah, just uh, follow me. It's uh, we you know with Twitter is um. I, I think I made it through when I was 16 years old, so I just put as my last name, a uh, little short, Echega16, and then um, my Instagram is Echega1234, because, you know, I wasn't that uh, clever, I guess. But um, <laughs> I completely understand where you're coming yeah. from. I made Twitter in, like, 2011, 2012 for the first yeah. time, and then yeah. after that, I was like, 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 barely, like, two years ago, I was like, I should probably change some of this, yeah. because, like, that, that time period is, is, is just so far along. What's well, so your handle? It's not important. <laughs> That's not important. Mine's what? like G ninety nine two. So G ninety nine two. At some point, you will have to change that. But I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You no. could you could leave my, like G nine eight nine two. But like I mean, you know, my last name is too long. That you know, even in theory, I can't put it in. It's a uh, Echegaray. It's just like E T C H E A G A R A Y. See, see, you say too long. I think too badass. Yeah, I know. It's, um, you know why? Because every everyone in in like film Twitter and all that jazz is like James Gray or something like that. <laughs> oh wow! So, so like you know, they're, they're, I think they're just boring, and I think you're just too badass with that name. Yeah, so, thank you, thank you, thank you. No problem. Um, so like, what 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 kind of movies do you like? You're you're this is your first episode of the podcast with us together uh, with Gene and I, and like what. What's your, what would you be your like favorite movie? What have you seen recently? What's what's going on in the world uh, of Alejandro? Favorite movies? Oh, thank you, man. Um, favorite movies is kind of difficult because uh, there's so many things out there. Uh, oh no, trust me. Like you don't have to pick like the definitive favorite yeah, one, course. but like what is a movie you've seen recently that like oh yeah, that's like a new favorite of mine. Oof. Uh, it could be like any months prior yeah. because I know sometimes the beginning of the year is not home to uh, <laughs> yeah great films. Right. Yeah. January, you know, they all go to die. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and I know you guys love Birds of Prey, but I, you know, I, I had a good time. But uh, even that, you know, could have been like you know, the January movie that will like you know probably change the perception for January movies. But even though it was you know a good movie, it didn't make that much money. Um, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. And then people like what's her name? Uh, uh, Reed Morano, like an incredible uh, cinematographer, directed her first feature and. Um, Mm-hmm. Once I I didn't see it, um, mm-hmm. the freedom section. Was that a uh, Mudbound, right on Netflix? No, that's how Rachel uh, Morrison. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. Uh, I guess recommendation. Uh, by the way, yeah, or if yeah. you have Netflix, Mudbound, check it out. It's a great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, recently uh, that I've seen, um, you know, with the whole Oscar thing going on, uh, Pain and Glory with uh, Pedro Almodovar, I was able to see his Oscar winner movie, uh, All About My Mother. Ooh. Um, but I thought it was, you know, one of the, and I, well, I saw with old feature with, uh, Woman on the Birch of the Neighbors, uh, of the Neighbors Breakdown, which also was my first time seeing it, but, um, um, he was there for a Q&A too, but those are the, um, uh, great movies I've seen recently. Ooh. Um, right now, um, you know, with this new season of Curb, I've been kind of like, you know, going on TV for a little bit and, um, since we don't have that many movies coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, you, you know, you make short films and yeah, I uh, talk about that. I make movies, uh, short films. Um, and right now, well, yesterday we're filming uh, the last scene for a thing that I want to uh, maybe release straight to YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit more comedic tone, and uh, we've been working on another thing for um, almost a year now. A little short film that we put more money and time into. But um, yeah, we um, it's um, been my friends since we're like um, eighteen year olds have this thing. Uh, well, we started in Mexico, but now uh, some of them are here in LA, one of them is in Chicago, and some of them are still Mexico cities, uh, um, which means like I think like shit and like you know some kind of other language. <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, we went to a film festival and we're like you know uh, seventeen and we didn't win anything. We realized we're not probably that great, you know. Yeah. But uh, hey, we've never won at film festivals either. Yes, no, hey, yeah. Oh, you know what? No, that's no, we did. Oh, yeah, we uh, did. Uh, River Deep Film Festival, there you go. 2013. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's that's the one. Yeah, but actually, we met on a set of a short film. Oh yeah, oh, that was yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's a whole other story. But yeah, Gene I mean, was probably the most professional person. That's <laughs> he was a PA, you know. Was a PA, uh, yeah. That that tends to happen. I don't know what it is, but like other people get like involved in the like, dick measuring contest yeah. and stuff like that. And then Gene's just like, no, guys, come on. He's like, hey, bro, you get coffee. And well, uh, I think there was yeah. a, a set where there was like five photographers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we're not getting paid either. No, no, no one was getting paid, but it's just like I think you just need one photographer, not five of them all clicking at the same time while people Wait, are starting. Not that great. Are rehearsing. <laughs> not not yeah. to hijack the conversation, but like mm-hmm. I just worked on like one of my first features, and like mm-hmm. I was a photographer, and they were also like, "Yeah, could you help out with like the art department, like, <laughs> set design, and then this and then that?" And then I was, it just it was like a, a turtles all the way down kind of situation. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's the opposite of having five photographers on a <laughs> on, on a set, but yeah. Uh, Post things on Instagram, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> do, it, do it for the gram. Do, do it for Follow the us gram. on the Waffle Press podcast. Follow us on, yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> donate to good. the Patreon because we're active on there again after yeah. a little, little, little hiatus. Twenty nineteen yeah. wasn't too good to the world, including yeah. us. So, we're, but we're back. We're hey, back super yeah. strong. We exactly. have the retrospective back, back and Adam. Uh, Happy Amblin, the premiere Adam Sandler, Steven Spielberg podcast, where you can watch and listen to all of the uh, the reactions. Matt Gringo and I have to <laughs> the um, the premiere works of Steven Spielberg and Adam Sandler. Without spoiling anything into uh, Steven Spielberg just leaving Indiana Jones 5. Uh, no, oh, we have okay. not gone to I'm that I'm really yet. interested to see what you guys say because that was... Uh, we will talk about that because I feel like there's a lot to talk about like Temple of Doom and really? like uh, Last them. Crusade. And then Kane with the Crystal Skull, we get to talk a little bit about like... The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. That yeah, it's a great, that, great which, series. Yeah, Gene, you and I have I talked about it a bunch of times. Um, Alejandro, have you have you seen Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Uh, I, that okay. sounds. Um, it was on ABC in the nineties before. Oh, any of I us care were about born. this. Okay, I never yeah. seen it like that. Yeah. yeah, it's on no streaming service. It like, was Ooh. on Amazon for a long okay. time. I caught a couple episodes again. Yeah, it's, remarkable series. It was shot for like five dollars, but it was across the globe. Yeah, and yeah, there was like remarkable and production it's great value. writing there's like you know oh, like wow. it's one of the first appearances of like Clark Gregg there's so <sighs> many guest stars like you know um, they have like Ian McDermott mm-hmm. the Emperor on there like just playing a random I forgot who he plays but you know everyone's almost like a historical <laughs> yeah. and there's like so many historical figures and everyone gives that show bullshit because it's like well how would he meet uh, you know 
Ernest Hemingway. I'm like, like it's not. Yes. It's not real. It's not real. That's but how. it's like okay. But the population of the world was a lot smaller back then, mm-hmm. and you know, certain prominent people ran in smaller circles. And Dan knows one be the most. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like uh, before, before we get back to like other other recent <laughs> Just hijack stuff, the podcast. Yeah, before we hijack the podcast and make it like a young Indiana Jones Chronicles podcast. Um, yeah. The, the premise of the podcast was that George Lucas wanted to initially sell it to like educational facilities yeah. and pro- school programs because he wanted to make it like uh, an educational yeah, tool. Like, yes. here's Indiana Jones meeting like Ernest Hemingway. Uh, here's er- he's uh, a professor in Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so this would, this would have been him like as a younger person growing up to being that professor that we know and love while meeting people throughout history. Yeah. And it would have been a way to educate kids about like, oh, by the way, here's Indiana Jones meeting Pablo Picasso and here's Oof. what like... <laughs> Whatever, yeah. yada yada yada, right? And like, I'm like, that's that's like really and it, cool and yeah. Nerdy. And it's not like they pop up. It's like they have like meaningful like character stuff, like yeah. all the stuff with like Lawrence of Arabia, yeah. how it influenced. It's them. also like like there's there's a big arc where he's in like World War One and yeah, like, part like oh like, I swear to God we'll get back to other stuff. But, like, <laughs> but, like there's a big arc in like World War One where he, where him Indiana Jones and like other soldiers are talking about like what they're fighting for, and that they all take a moment to realize like oh yeah like this is like nothing like what we're talking yeah. about. Like what we're fighting for is just like petty squabbles. Like they're just they're describing like, well, I got involved because I heard about this. I describe okay, well, I heard about that, but then I trace it back to this, and they keep tracing it back, and they're like, oh yeah, like this is not this doesn't matter it's not worth it, yeah. to us. Like this isn't worth dying for. Mm-hmm. And they'll take a moment to realize like, oh shit, war is like bullshit. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I just think that's remarkable, and I I, I wish more things had that approach to war. Mm-hmm. Also watched 1917, yeah. which Gene and I were big fans. I loved it. Uh, Alejandro, did you like that? I love it. Um, it's funny because one of my teachers was saying how, um, again, this is just a kind of like historical thing, uh, how radio, you know, was uh, being developed, you know, weapon back yeah. then, you know, um, Morse code. And he's like, dude, they could probably save themselves, you know, that whole travel if they just, you know, send, you know, a signal, a message, you know, through those. Uh, but, um no, it's a movie that uh made me tear up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It shows you that you don't need, you know. I mean, of course, you have Colin Firth and uh, Kenny, play Benedict Cumberbatch, but um, you don't need big actors to carry the movie. You just need, you know, people, engaging, yeah, engaging yeah, actors. Story, you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, uh, there's a great uh, other podcast for the Directors Guild of America, which is obviously not as good as our podcast, which yeah. you should listen to on a weekly basis. Yeah. But, you know, directors sometimes have things to say. And uh, Sam Mendes describes that that production. He's And he really wanted to make it like, um, it's basically almost like a myth mm-hmm. that we're following, you know? Like, yeah. it's not like, he's not trying to like evoke like reality. He's just trying to evoke like the emotion of like the story. And I don't, it's very, very fascinating description with Sam Mendes. Um, that he gives and uh yeah really really remarkable film and i think a lot of people thought it was gonna win the oscar so why don't we talk about the oscars yeah what do we all think about the oscars this year we didn't really get a chance to talk about it and it's probably not important anymore but alejandro you're 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 Uh, relatively new here so let's uh what what did you think about the oscars and what do you think about them in general because gene and i have not shied away about our feelings about them right yeah well my friend was telling me and i don't know if it's true like i haven't even researched but um that no one saw them was one of the lowest views um, in the history of the awards. Like the screeners? Uh, yeah, I guess people were not tuning in, you know. Yeah. I um, mean, you read stories about, like, a lot of Academy members. Like, they have all these screeners and, like, they don't watch all of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I get, like, screeners for Film Independent. And, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that you have to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes, yeah, voting could be inaccurate. Like, personally, I feel like just people should, like, be, like, 
at least a part-time job and be like paid for like oh here, watch this and vote for this these categories <laughs> yeah like, i don't I know, probably have those probably people you know that, yeah right yeah no of course like i feel like there's the probably like more complicated there's a more complicated reason why that's not just the answer but like you know like there's there's there are things to talk about there and like i get people not having time for it for sure yeah, yeah. Exactly. but parasite um you know when it won the palm of the or um well, got very curious, and then we saw the movie, and I was like, "This is a pretty good movie." And um, then he won the Oscar, and like now it's uh, no, it's that type of thing that you know, oh, it won he, several Oscars, it won several yeah. Oscars. It almost swept. I think the only thing it, it it didn't win for that it was nominated for was like production design. Yeah, it had like, really good production crazy. design. Yeah, which, which one, they built a fucking house. Which one won yeah. production design though? Uh, I don't uh, know. I think Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, I guess. I, I'm not sure. mad about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're in like you know another time and era, but um. No, it's just, and I think it was nominated for editing too, which didn't win. I think that went to, um, who won editing? Oh, we could pull it out. I feel oh, like Ford was trying. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't hate that one. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a, even if that wins best, if that, you know, that's the movie that they pick for like best picture, I was like, oh, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, not, like, not to be controversial, but like with the exception of one or two of these, I was like, these aren't like bad oscar yeah, yeah. Like, the movies that actually the worst deserve things that. i've ever seen you know like yeah. compared to like last year like they, they announced green book and everyone green was like god damn it really you know i mean like adam sandler not getting nominated for uncut gems which yeah, is yeah. kind of like one of the great like oscar sins now so, like, someone like green book we knew we were like we were like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> what <is it?" laughs> he's like i don't think it was that bad and so it's like yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that bad, but it's just it's not, not like an Academy yeah. Award winning movie, and then kind of like uh, some of the weird context of a lot of that movie. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that comes it, off it's racist. definitely um, driving Miss Daisy for twenty eighteen. Yeah, you know? and you know, I'll go to bat to say like, yeah, not the worst movie of the year, but like, really, like, yeah, come on. like with like Cold War, like Roma, how yeah. do you know? Oh, Cold Cold War. So I haven't heard heard anyone talk about Cold War in a while. Oh, Thank you for I bringing love, that up. I love Cold War. It's good taste. Uh, Fuck yeah, uh, Pavel Pavlikovsky, right? I think is the director. Uh, is his name Pavel? I don't know. Um, pa- Pavel, Pavel, Pavlo. Oh, Pavel. Yeah, Pavel. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Pa- uh, fantastic film. I I I think he directed Ida before that. Yeah. Uh, which which one? The um. Yeah. Mm. Uh, re- really, really fantastic director. Really fantastic film in general. Um. But yeah, like Parasite sweeping. I mean, like, I I was not at an Oscars party. I believe you, yeah, we, you we, fellows uh, had one. We had one here at we our got, reco- got, current lo- recording location. Yeah, we got we got lit here. <laughs> we got as lit as uh, Bong. Bong, you know, yeah. 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 I love that he kept winning. He was like, I just want to go home and drink. Like, please, <laughs> please stop giving me awards. Like, what a king! Did, did you oh, see that? Apparently, he went to some uh, restaurant in Koreatown, and like, they just party till like 4 a.m i fucking love that London. yeah uh when did you guys first hear about uh bong jun ho jean um i think probably um when i first like was aware of his movies when um uh i saw the host on g4 <laughs> a long dead tv network and i was just like uh, i started watching it one afternoon like oh i really like this movie just kept watching like oh i really like this so i just like looked up oh who's this director and you know it's like oh bong jun ho you know and he did all these other films and yeah i watched like you know, Oakjaw and everything, and you know, just kept watching his other work, and I was just, uh, I was just really impressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre, when when was the first time you watched uh, director Bong's films? Uh, you know, browsing through uh, Snowpiercer, I think uh, 2014 to 2015, mm-hmm. um, and then Memories of a Murder was the second movie I saw of his, which yeah. is oh, uh, yeah, I love that movie. Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And Okja, 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 yeah, it's Okja. Oh, Oja, Oja. Oja. I think I think both are like okay. I think he understands. <laughs> yeah. like, 
It, uh, the language barrier. Right. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Okja looked delicious though. Come on. Oh, <laughs> that, is, that is not. I bet it was tasty. You should be getting. Then <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to make you vegetarian at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He he made Sorry. that film and was like, yeah, I I went to like a a breeding factory and I saw how horrible it was. So I wanted to make a movie to make people stop eating meat. And then fucking Gene over here is like, yeah, but he looked really good, tasty. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Tasty, you know, uh, fucking like, asshole. Like Pokemon or delicious. No. Oh my god. Anyways, I don't know what you think of Okja. Uh, that was one of the oh most, God. um, one of the underrated performances by, um, Jake, uh, Oh, yeah, it's like, it's one of his, like, best performances. Yeah, actually. no one talked about Looking it, I was crazy. so surprised. A or they, or they didn't like it. it. A lot of people yeah. online were like, oh, that's just bad performance. I'm like, really? That's, like, an awesome performance. Yeah. He is so committed to that. Um, I love Okja. I love Snowpiercer. I, Snowpiercer's the first one of his I saw in theaters, for sure. Ooh. I remember... Uh, when when uh, uh, the late great Roger Ebert had the show at the movies with Richard Roper, him and Richard Roper talked about the host in mm. like two thousand six, two thousand seven, whenever oh. they came out. And because I like watched that show religiously on Sunday afternoons, I was like, oh, I want to see that movie. And so like I ended up renting it at like my local Hollywood Video, and I was just like, this is the greatest film ever. And my yeah, parents were just like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, because it's it's a it's a Korean film, right? There's very yeah. little English in that film. It's a good monster movie too. It's a great it's it's like one of the best monster movies since Jaws, like hands down. And so like I ended up falling in love with him and I, I basically was like tracking his career ever since. I saw Memories and Murder down the line, I saw Mother down the line, Ooh. and then when I saw Snowpiercer, I was like, I have I had the opportunity to watch him in the theater. Like if I don't go, Ooh. I'm not a fan kind of a situation. And so I've been rooting for him ever since. I was I was very happy. That's, you know, like, you know, like, there's the whole thing about, like, you know, awards don't really matter. And, like, I kind of agree with that. But also, like, every once in a while, when they're given to, like, the right people. Yeah. I think it's easy to get on board with it. And I feel like this year is, like, the rare occasion where, like, yeah, best director, best picture kind of went to yeah. the right person. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, at worst, it promotes bad movies. And then, you know, at, at best, you know, it promotes, like, uh, understanding of, uh, you know, different cultures and, like, mm -hmm. different films. I've and never like, had more people in my entire life be like, what else did I watch from this director? Yeah. Reasons and I was just like, sure. fuck yeah. That's what it's about yeah, right there. There's always his, you know, statement about subtitles. If you just get over, like, having to read... <laughs> All these yeah. other movies are well, over here. I grew up, you know, in another country, so, like, um, mm -hmm. I think subtitles were the standard, because, you know, everything is in English, right? Yeah. Um, only kids' uh, movies are dubbed. I remember going to this event at the, um, the Golden Globe, uh, Gold, sorry, the Golden Globes uh, Symposium, they have um, every year at the, um, for their foreign pictures, and they bring the directors, and um, there were these two directors. I think they made a movie about uh, this trial in, um, somewhere, I think, Syria forgot the title of the movie but someone asked like you know um do you guys don't get bothered because um people you know are trying to read the subtitles and they something they could you know not be looking at your images or things you know that are you know crafting on the frame and she's like well you know um the u.s is probably the only country you know it has sort of like speaking countries in the world that don't have subtitles like every other country in the <laughs> world we have to read subtitles <laughs> uh, so that's uh that's very um that's a very stupid uh, comment to make you know she's yeah. like you know, i'm sorry that you're very very spoiling <laughs> but um but yeah that's a good thing that you know finally um because the thing i've been like looking at the directing uh for the last 10 years of the academy awards is the uh they're giving it to the right person i feel like mm -hmm. you know people like uh demi chasel guillermo del toro um Inari too, uh, like those are the movies that you know are well crafted and um, and they're also foreign movies too, like Roma last year, mm -hmm. and um, it goes back to the thing that you know uh, films should be a universal um, 
you know language and uh, anyone could have access to and um you know when talking about class in parasite um i think that's you know part of like what cinema should be like how movie tickets are super expensive nowadays and uh, even going to the movies, you know, all those experience and you try to support your local cinema, but you've had to spend like $30 just to like, you know, mm-hmm. popcorn sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, you, you guys are closer to the heart of LA than I am, but like, I mean, how it's it's so fucking expensive to go see that. Yeah. yeah. Like, God forbid you're like, oh, let's do a double feature. It's like, oh shit, there's like $50 if you want to oh. buy food even. Yeah. You yeah. know, or $30 if I just want to buy a ticket. I was looking up like, um, like, oh, the quiet place, it's advanced screening. And it's like, oh, it's $30. Now yeah. I'm good for like a double feature. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll wait. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's like absurd. Yeah. Honestly, you know. Oh, oh yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a good point, Alejandro. Like cinema should be universal. Like yeah. even director Bong was saying, like, I think Parasite was such a big hit because like ultimately we are under one country and that is capitalism yeah <laughs> we're all like suffering yeah. under like the guise of class and stuff like that and he, he a brilliant filmmaker brilliant film couldn't could not be happier about that result literally i could not be happier <laughs> about the result yeah. of what we were given oh. given the circumstances and um yeah what what a what a what a great ending for that ceremony yeah. um well believe it or not like um I talked to, you know, someone who said this, like, I don't know why they're doing this to these rich people. They're so nice. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you clearly oh, no. don't. <laughs> so what there's people like, out there, you know, like, don't like, get this, you know. I don't know. He's like such a fucking scumbag grifter. But was it like the Ben Shapiro review of Parasite? And he was just like, it's like, well, I forget what he said, but he's just like, oh, I like, he's like, it's so well done, but it's like too political. It's like, yeah, I mean, okay. like, the point of Parasite isn't that like even that the rich people are inherently evil. It's that, like they're people that happen to be rich because of class and circumstance. Yeah. And like that's the point of Parasite. It's that yeah. like no no one is born one way. It's mm-hmm. it's that they're thrust into something that they don't have a choice of being. You know, and like yeah. the rich people aren't like cynical. They're not twirling their mustache. Oh, I'm so rich, and like the poor people below me. It's that like. There was clearly like a path that got them there, you mm-hmm. know, and they didn't. That wasn't the predetermined path. Yeah, that was someone. That was something that someone determined for them. And the poor people are like thrusting the same thing. Like we did not desire to be born poor, but yeah. this is how we have to survive. Yeah. Like I don't know what a, what a what a fantastic film. Right. Oh my god! And, you know how many like you know rich people that you know have made so much like profits like Jeff Bezos that didn't get there by like fucking people over too. Yeah, I mean, I exactly, like at a certain point. You're, the money you're making is stealing money from someone yeah and i don't think people like can recognize that yet which is probably why the democratic primaries in this country <laughs> oh, are no. so like stressful not oh, not no. to get into a whole tirade because <laughs> i think gene in particular knows that i can just fucking go yeah. off but yeah. uh um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in, in in much lighter news because that is a topic to be yeah. had at another Fucking time Biden won south carolina <laughs> Fucking Biden. biden is just the like oh. someone help him like at some point he he just has to recognize that he is senile he, <laughs> he used to be a good meme he's just not, <laughs> no, he's just, exactly yeah. you know like as vice pre- president he's harmless and it's like oh Vi- joe biden's so funny and yeah, cool and now it's like, like oh shit like he creepy. wants to be in charge yeah creepy oh, and senile no. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh in lighter news um I guess to, to, to wrap up the, we'll call this the Alejandro section. Oh, thank you. Um, the, the, the boy, Brahms, the boy too, came out recently. Mm-hmm. And Gene and I and uh, other co-host, Nick Valero, used to host the uh, Mad Script section of the series, of the show. It's a series where we would each take a section of a film to describe and kind of outline like, 
a uh, a trajectory for for a pitch for a film and to the varying degrees it was pretty entertaining yeah regardless um I, I i could not argue the quality of the films but i would argue that it was very entertaining to listen to yeah. okay so the guidelines for the boy for those that haven't seen the boy and brahms the boy too um they're not good but no the, the first boy is at least like its failures are inherently more interesting than the boy too because the boy is like you expect it to be like a cursed doll film and it's like oh no there's like an actual person like doing these things mm-hmm. and it's like just just inherently it's a little more interesting because it's like oh shit like there's an actual human being responsible for things that i presume to be the supernatural and so it adds different level of stakes and, and brahms the boy too which is the greatest title of the year <laughs> yeah, um yeah. it's like oh no uh the uh, the doll was cursed the doll was cursed <laughs> this is like oh that's like boring yeah. and dumb whatever so brahms the boy three is what we're going to call this off the bat, uh, I'll read off some titles I got from recommendations from uh, Twitter fans really okay, quick. Sure. But um, Brahms the Boy 3, <laughs> You, what we have to do, the one thing we have to do, this movie could be about literally anything. It just has to involve the boy. <laughs> the boy. Okay? Let's workshop. Note that the Brahms the Boy 2, you guys don't care about spoilers, nah, right? No, fuck that movie. Hey, guys, just sleep. He's fine. Okay, so the, uh, Brahms the Boy 2 ends with the idea that, oh, the boy doll did, in fact, curse the child, and now he's out in the world. So Brahms the Boy 3 has to be about Brahms inhabiting someone. It doesn't even have to be about the main boy in the film, but there also needs to be a twist on top of the twist. So Brahms is out there <laughs> inhabiting someone's body. And there needs to be a twist that, oh, it's either not supernatural or it's even more supernatural somehow. You want to invoke aliens. You want to do an exorcist. Whatever you want. Okay. But that has there, there needs to be another twist right. in Brahms The Boy 3. Okay. And I believe I, one of the recommendations was Brahms Two Men. Brahms Two Men. <laughs> Brahms Two Men. Oh, God. Um, three, oh, God. Three Brahms, Two Boy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Interesting what, what, whatever, I, whatever we're going to do here. Yeah, sure. Um, can I do the, like the setup? Yeah, if you want to do the yeah. setup, sir, do you want to toss to Han, Alejandro, yeah. you want to toss yeah. to me, whatever you want to do. I guess the titles, the possible titles for, for our pitch, and I'll, I'll make a Twitter poll eventually mm-hmm. for when this episode goes out, <laughs> are, there's only four, so this is perfect. Brahms, A Beautiful Boy Erased. Um, <laughs> number three has to be Three Oi, as in like the boy, but like with the number three making the B and then Oi. Oh, oh my God. And then uh, the last Brahm Scout, because this is a pro of the last Boy Scout podcast. Alejandro, have you seen the last Boy Scout? The last Boy Scout, excuse me? I have not. It's right. his favorite movie. We're, we're going to have a movie night because the last Let's Boy Scout is the greatest film ever made. And then uh, Brahms, Three Boys, Three Furious. So <laughs> those, are that, those are the titles we're working with. Gene, please take it away. Okay, so it would be an interesting setup of uh, some sort of uh, paranormal investigator. I don't know what that's called that disproves things that are paranormal, like a skeptic. He gets hired to disprove uh, when stuff is paranormal, like, oh, it's just a gas leak and they're all hallucinating. You know the type of person. Yeah, 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 of course. course. It could be uh, some sort of like lapsed, uh, some sort of lapsed Catholic or someone. Well, a priest or whatever, just trying to disprove exorcisms, things like that, uh, supernatural, like mainly like haunting shit like that. Provide a optional, optional thing, and he encounters the boy. <laughs> so that was a, that was a setup. He encounters the boy. He goes to that like mansion or whatever it is. All right. Alejandro, do you want the middle act or do you want the last act? I'll leave it up to you yeah, completely. So, needs okay. to have the, so they yeah. go to the mansion uh, to find the boy, and turns out that the boy is not alone. There's the girl. 
It's kind of like, you know, like Chucky when, you know, the, the bride of Chucky and then there's the son of Chucky. Like, <laughs> it could be leading out to maybe the son of Chucky, like, in the maybe, like, next five movies, you know, that they're going to make if they choose to make more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie made, like, $5. So, it's oh, go wild. Do whatever you want. Okay, so. Because they ain't making anymore. Yeah, they found out. But the girl is actually, and this is how it gets, seen you know, a little bit progressive. The girl is not after, you know, you know, she just wants to be, uh, part of he she you know she's curious about people you know she was a doll now she's you know into somebody else's body and um feels there's this need to like defend people from the boy you know mm-hmm. um so she's out there you know and uh so her and the, the inspector uh should we give him a name for the inspector or inspector john mclean yeah yeah we could yeah you could give <laughs> him a name yeah, i mean i do not name uh <laughs> dang inspector um Let's, uh, cause I was thinking of Pink Panther, like, you know, uh, Clouseau, uh, <laughs> do it, fucking do it. Who uh, let's call it, uh, John, um, yeah, let's do Morbius cause you know, this is my movie Morbius coming out, so, <laughs> oh my God. like the next Venom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so John Morbius and the girl join forces, um, you know, to, uh, stop the boy. All right, and then uh, I guess the, the third act culminates is that we've been also seeding that there's like a, a, a Halloween carnival because everyone wears masks and around Halloween, and so the boy would have a mask on <laughs> right, to like replicate like, oh yeah, he was a doll at one point, oh, and the girl sense. would have one to like hide her identity, and the police officer would be the only one without it because he knows exactly who he is. It was but a the, Morbius in the actual Morbius. The, the, the Detective yeah. Morbius, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, they would have to like maneuver in and out, right? And at some point they see him trying to go into... The, the boy and see him trying to go into someone else's body and then you know the detective like pulls him out pulls his gun out bam 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 unload into like a six year old's chest <laughs> who's the boy and and then everyone's oh, no. like holy shit police brutality obviously right and then uh but what you don't understand immediately is what's happening is that the boy has been able to like learn how to escape the 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 personification of people and is now able to hop from body to body oh. and also because this is a halloween carnival into like the uh, the, the, the robots in the mazes of the ha- halloween carnival so like imagine like halloween horror nights universal but like the people that are haunting you are actual like psychopathic murderers <laughs> like a boy oh, and shit. so boom that's that's the showdown right there so they have to work their way out of it they don't know who to tr- who to trust who to kill because like they might shoot an innocent person like like the detective like unloading to a six-year-old child and so that's that's your setup for the well, i think the he probably goes to jail too you know oh yeah no he's definitely going to prison because when he's explaining like no no no, you guys don't understand I, I i killed the cursed child and they're like <laughs> oh buddy what the fuck <laughs> and so that's 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 the finale and then the nice. boy four would be in like a disneyland style place no yeah and then uh, you would you would have to naturally shoot more children. <laughs> and oh my god! That's the oh, point. Poor. Oh, oh, um, sounds great. Wow. We are not a pro gun podcast. No, yeah, but no. uh, I just feel like I should rectify that. So you're welcome. And that's 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 the boy three. All right. Uh, let us know Dying. if you'd like to see the boy three. I hope they don't. Um, they didn't even. <laughs> it cost like five million dollars, and it did not make that back opening weekend. So don't worry about seeing the boy three because that will not be happening. <laughs> um, oh but uh, if if you like this podcast, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. If you didn't like this episode, like and subscribe anyways because you might find something you do like. Alejandro, thank you very much for joining us. On oh, this thank episode. you guys for having me. Yeah, of course. Welcome back anytime. Uh, Gene, thank you again mm-hmm. for, for setting this up and allowing us to record here. Yeah. Uh, where can the people find you both, actually? 
Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And mine is uh, Echega, which is uh, E-C-H-E-G-A-16. Uh, and then the Instagram account, uh, same thing, Echega. Uh, but instead of 16, 1, 2, 3. And um, I do have my, uh, you know, I want to show my movies and uh, like as, you know, some photography. Uh, I just, you know, try to be like, okay, like, um, when I apply for a job, don't go to my Instagram because I post like you know <laughs> nonsense. Go to my professional account. And that's uh, totally with me. Yeah, yeah does um, if people hear that, uh, please um, don't tell anyone <laughs> when I apply for a job that I have on Instagram. That's uh, A E T C H E J A, which is uh, A Echega or A Echega. And thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah of course, Thanks of course. For being on the show, man. And uh, okay. you can check me out on the Diego Crespo at Twitter and Instagram and check out the Lawful Press on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and links down to everything we just mentioned down below. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Yes.